Hello, I am Shitakshi and you have tuned in to Cut the Noise, a news podcast brought to you by Jagran. Today is Tuesday and the 26th of September. Let's talk about the news of the nation and happenings around the globe. So without any further delay, let's start with the headlines of the day. Our first story today comes from Bangalore where a band is currently underway. Reports are pouring in about over 20 protesters being detained for violating section 144 and there are allegations of high-handedness by the police. Shifting gears, the political arena is buzzing with the activity as the BJP releases its second list of candidates for the upcoming MP elections. In a surprising move, they have fielded seven MPs and three union ministers. Let's take a look at international news. Canada has just updated its travel advisory for India, urging its citizens to remain vigilant. Moving on to our next story, Nepal has made an interesting diplomatic move. They've said no to China's global security initiative, but at the same time they are advancing their border rail plan as prachenda was its Beijing. On the economic front, the government has given the green light for the export of 75,000 tons of non-basmati white rice to the UAE. Now for some business news, Varun Beverages is making headlines as its stock hits a 52-week high following a buy call from Bofa Securities. Wrapping up today's episode on a triumphant note, the Indian women's cricket team has clinched the gold medal at the Asian Games by defeating the Sri Lankan team. Now let's dive into the details. Over continuous protest in Karnataka opposing the release of Kaveri River water to Tamil Nadu, all the schools, colleges and educational institutes in Bangalore will remain closed on Tuesday, September 26. Bangalore Band has been called by various organizations regarding the Kaveri water issue. According to BMTC, all routes of Bangalore Metropolitan Transport Corporation will be operational as usual. Meanwhile, Bangalore police said that no permission for any band or protest or demonstration has been given and the entire Bangalore is under section 144 prohibiting the assembly of more than 5 people. Moving on to another national news, the Bharatiya Janata Party has released the second list of 39 candidates for the Madhya Pradesh assembly elections. The BJP has fielded seven members of parliament, including three union ministers. The ruling party has fielded union ministers Narendra Singh from Dimani, Fagan Singh Kulsate from Nivas and Prahlad Singh Patel from Narsinghpur. The other MPs who have been offered a ticket are Ganesh Singh from Satna, Riti Patak from Siddhi, Uday Pratap Singh from Gurdwara and Rakesh Singh from Jabalpur Pashchim. Party General Secretary Kailash Vijayavarghese is also a candidate from Indore. BJP's move of sending veterans from the center to the state is not new. There's a tough fight for all political parties in the three states of Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh and Rajasthan. Moving on to another news, the Canadian government has updated its travel advisory for its citizens in India asking them to remain vigilant and exercise caution. The Canadian government has said that the decision has been taken in the context of recent developments in Canada and India and calls for protest and some negative sentiment towards Canada on social media. Tensions between India and Canada have flared after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau alleged that India was behind the killing of Khalistani terrorist Hardeep Singh Nijjar. 
India has rejected the allegations, calling them absurd and motivated. Nijjar, a designated terrorist in India, was killed in Canada's Surrey on June 18. Moving on to the next news, Nepal on Tuesday appeared to reject calls from China to join President Xi Jinping's global security initiative but agreed to take forward ambitious cross-border connectivity projects during the visit of Prime Minister Pushpa Kamal Dal Prachand to Beijing. A lengthy joint statement released by the two sides outlined a number of border infrastructure projects but failed to mention the GSI. The Nepali side supports the Global Development Initiative proposed by China and will consider to join the group of friends of the GDI, the statement said. It also noted the 2017 agreement for both sides to cooperate under Mr. Xi's Belt and Road Initiative, saying they would accelerate consultations to finalise the text on an already delayed BRI implementation plan at an early date. Moving on to next international news, the Indian government on September 25 said it has permitted exports of 75,000 tonnes of non-Basmati white rice to UAE. The export is permitted through National Cooperative Exports Limited, the Directorate General of Foreign Trade said in a notification. Though exports of non-Basmati white rice were banned on July 20 to boost domestic supply, exports are allowed on the basis of permission granted by the government to other countries to meet their food security needs and on request. Earlier in August, the government had permitted exports of 1.43 lakh tonne of non-Basmati white rice to Bhutan, Mauritius and Singapore. The DGFT had notified export of 79,000 tonnes of non-Basmati white rice to Bhutan, 14,000 tonnes to Mauritius and 50,000 tonnes to Singapore. Moving on to the business section, Varun Beverages, one of the largest franchisees of PepsiCo globally, hit a 52-week high of Rs 972.90 on September 26. Buoyed by high volume trade and a positive brokerage outlook. Nearly 29 lakh shares exchanged hands against a monthly average of 15 lakh. A buy call for the beverage maker's stock from the Bank of America, securities seem to have contributed to the upward move. Seeing a further upside from the current prices level, the foreign brokerage raised the target price for the share of 1030. The foreign brokerage said, we expect strong growth and profitability to be sustained by the company despite a volatile macro environment. Over three years period, we estimate a compound annual growth rate revenue at 19% and earnings per share at 23%. Moving on to the sports section, India women's cricket team has defeated Sri Lanka to create history as they win Asian Games gold medal. The match took place at ZJUT Cricket Field in China. The women in blue, led by Harmanpreet Kaur, defeated Lankans by 19 runs in the title clash. India women, who chose to bat first, lost Shifali Verma early in their innings. But with to the partnership between Smriti Mandana and Jamima, they were able to record a respectable total despite losing a ton of wickets in the later parts of their innings. Mandana and Jamima both retired in their 40s, else India might have posted a higher total than they did. 
With the ball, Tataj Sadhu stole the show by taking three wickets in her opening stint and deflating the Sri Lankan team's hopes. Atta Patu was also killed by her spell, which caused the Sri Lankans great harm. The spinners then contributed by pressuring Sri Lankan hitters and making them take chances. And that concludes today's top stories. We will be back soon with more in-depth coverage and analysis on these news items and more. Thank you for tuning into Jagran News Podcast.